0: From the Los Angeles underground, it's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex.
1: It's like honey in your ear holes.
0: Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everyone. Your new favorite podcast. Right now, we're a couple people down. One will be joining us. Jake and John are here. Justine will be joining us later. We don't want to talk about what's going on with Justine right now, but she's having some issues. She'll be right back. Patrick had to work today. Patrick had to work today, so we are we are down, but not out. But we're here, ready to go. We're pumped. Yeah. John, are you Just pumped? Just
2: remember who's here. Just remember mm. who's been here.
0: Jake remember? and John. Uh, John, I wanted to lead off the big story today in the news, obviously. I'm sure you heard about it. Due to a review that was published 80 years ago, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> has dropped the score... The perfect score for Citizen Kane to ninety nine percent because of a bad review it got eighty years ago. So yeah, somebody unearthed somebody unearthed it. Reviews. It's and in, and in, in Rotten Tomatoes being an aggregate review site uh, took that into account, and it is now ninety nine percent. It has lost its hundred percent rating on um, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You know what does have? I saw that. You know what does have a hundred percent rating? Paddington, Paddington two.
3: 2. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I saw the article, yeah.
0: how do you Paddington fit? what? Paddington 2. <laughs> so you no, saw, I'm doesn't. sure
3: you saw that the director of Paddington 2, he kind of, you know, he's kind of like taking the piss out of and uh, Wells going, well, you know, too bad. But, you know, <laughs> he's just being funny about it. You know, I guess the best man won, you know. Yeah, yeah of like, course. That sort of thing, you know. He's like, uh you can take a few tips from me, you know. So that's
0: this, this how,
3: how many movies have a perfect uh w- how many movies do have a perfect score? I'm
0: just looking this up right now. Uh there are several. Fuck me. Uh, it does
3: have a hundred Paddington 2? It does. Yes, it does. So I, don't get, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, how, tw- how did that get a hundred percent? So there's like two people reviewed it.
0: There are a few that uh, people don't uh that I haven't heard of, but I'll I'll give you ones that are pretty well known. Uh, 12 Angry Men, 100%. The uh, 400 Blows. The 1938 Adventures of Robin Hood. Let's see. Uh, Anatomy of a Murder. There's a lot of foreign films that have uh, 100%. Battleship Potemkin. Uh, Before Sunrise. Well, God. Before Sunrise for all you uh, Ethan Hawk fans. Uh, uh, Frankenstein. Uh, cool Hand Luke. Oh, Young Frankenstein is on there? Does that have 100 there?
3: No, just, Frank, just Frankenstein.
0: Oh, okay. Let's see, yeah, Frankenstein.
3: How about God- Godfather? It's got to be 100, right? The Gold
0: Rush, Grapes of Wrath. Grave uh, of the Fireflies.
2: Uh, La- Last
0: Picture Show. Laura. M. Maltese Falcon. There it hey. is, John. There it is. Mm. We watched it. Modern Times. <laughs> yeah, we watched it. Paddington 2. Philadelphia Story, Pinocchio. Only Yesterday has 100%. Rebecca, Rio Bravo. How about that, huh? Seven Samurai, of course. Of course. Singing in the Rain. Stop us if you've heard any of these guys. Godfather was not on the list. Got 100%. The Terminator, not that I can see. Look up The Godfather Mm. and see what it does have, Uh, Jake, if you wouldn't. You're
3: going alphabetical. Toy Story.
0: Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2. Suck it, Justine. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. She's, hey, she's flipping you off. <laughs> <laughs> Godfather uh, has a 97. Godfather has mm. a 97, John. Mm. Treasure the Sierra Madre. Mm. There
3: you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh Yeah. So there you go. Uh, no but the, m- way this, the way this works is if two people reviewed Paddington and they gave it a good review, it could conceivably give it 100%, right?
0: Yes. It's not a perfect system, but somehow it's become the de facto system by which all movies I are get the general. feeling that maybe not of,
3: there's not a lot of reviews in that 100% for Paddington, too.
0: Oh, no, John. It was a
3: well-received movie.
0: Because that's, hmm. u- that's not user score. That's critics. The, the, the score. Oh, I thought un- it was an
3: aggregate. Oh, okay. I thought it was an aggregate of critics and uh, is,
0: audience. Is it? Is it uh, no, it's all critic reviews, right, Jake? Is that how it works? But here, listen,
2: listen, listen, listen. Mm. I guarantee you there's like three people who watched al Hashard Balthazar, and they're like some artsy-fartsy critics. they like, oh my god, this was just cinematic masterpiece,
0: 100%. Yeah, it gives mm. you the tomato meter and then the audience score. Uh, uh, underneath it tells gotcha. you gotcha. how many gotcha. reviews... Mm. yeah so the tomato meter is for 12 angry men for example it's 55 reviews yeah and uh Mm. and those are all you know see but some of these here's why some of these even the reviews are websites i don't know if i would trust like if you
3: if it's uh you know uh i think they've revoked i think there was a couple controversies where they revoked the um a to uh a rotten tomatoes score because they said you know this is based on a lot of sites we're not even sure they're real film review sites they could be just like you know fans kind of goofing around
0: yeah yeah could be anybody like it'd be like that'd be like if you took our scores if if Justine turned in our scores to rotten tomatoes for all the films we've done and rotten tomatoes added that to the tomato meter that would be <laughs> yeah i'd be comfortable with that would you Casablanca yeah. Casablanca would plummet
3: from what, not from Justine's review, no. <laughs> oh, sure, that wouldn't cause, yeah, it would, be, it would yeah. be enough to drop it from 100. It's to just now.
1: like when Jake says, like, I give it a five, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a negative five just to bring it down yeah. a notch.
2: Yeah, and yeah, so then yeah, it's yeah, like
3: yeah. no one reviewed it between the two of us. <laughs> 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 yeah. That'd be interesting, though. It's That'd just a black hole. was like the story. If we did that in the story tomorrow, was Casablanca drops down to ninety nine percent, and here's why: <laughs> we found a review from Whittier, California, and it was. <laughs> it's like you're kidding me. Justine took it down.
0: Justine took a whole movie down. She took to a whole 90. movie down. Forty, not even forty. Seventy years later, Justine yep. came along and was like, "No, I'm not having this."
2: Down. And you know what her review? You know what her review would be on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't
0: like Humpy Dumpy's smile. Yeah. He was mean to is- Audrey Hepburn. This movie Never sucks. Never
1: make him smile.
0: <laughs> he was mean to Audrey Hepburn. This movie gets a six. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then the, the ghost the ghost of Humphrey Bogart would call up Justine and go, look, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see the problems of three little people and podcasters <laughs> yeah. don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world.
0: Yeah, and then he scratches <laughs> at your window and smiles like the, like the demon from Salem's Lot, like the vampire.
3: It's name. Really, There's a scratching yeah. at your it's window. Heavy.
0: And Humphrey Bogart and smiles. is floating out there smiling at you. What would you do? Smiling a toothy grin. Yeah, what would you do, Justine, if you turned around that curtain that's behind you right now, what if you turned around and opened it and it revealed a floating, smiling Humphrey Bogart?
1: Um, Kind of like that, what is that movie we saw? Salem's Lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not invite him in, so therefore he stays
0: out there. Why not? Just let him in. Anything Come that? right in. Never. Well, let me in, we'll see. Have let me in. Let me in. I can't do a. Bo- I can't do a bogart. Let me in, she.
3: Let me in. Let me in. What do you birds? Look, if you don't let me, in, if you don't let me in, you'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow, but soon, and for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> what do you think I'm sucking around here for? What are you birds sucking around here for? Uh, yeah, uh, John. Ninety-nine percent, man. How do you feel? How does that make you feel?
3: Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> It'll survive. You know, it's funny because, yeah, this is also the year that it dropped in the, uh, you know, the big uh, sight and sound poll. It, it, uh, Vertigo knocked it out of number one place. You know, Vertigo, so. That's right. And then you have, uh, you know, what the hell? It's been around, what, 80 years. It's, it's about time something knocked it out, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you have, but, but this is the year that Mank was released also. So you feel like maybe it's having a mm-hmm. resurgence.
3: I don't know. You know, Mank opened up another, you know, it kind of reopened that can of worms. People always argue, how much did Orson Welles have to do with the writing of the script? And there's two, you know, it falls into two different camps, and there's been entire books written about it. People that have done research and say, you know, he probably didn't write much of the screenplay. He directed it. He acted in it. But it was probably mostly Herman Mankiewicz. And then other people going, bullshit. This is not verbatim the script that Mankiewicz uh, wrote. He obviously had a hand in it. So that argument will be going on long after we're dead and buried, you know. (laughs) Uh, I didn't see. Man, did you see it, John? I didn't. I've. I don't have Netflix, so I'm waiting. For, for it to, I'm waiting for it to come out on eight track. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, will come out on disc. You know, Gary
0: Gary then. Oldman uh, was up for the Oscar for that. I didn't see.
3: It was up for ten Oscars. It was up for ten Oscars. I think it only got two. You know, I, I didn't was, see
0: you know. any of the Oscar-winning movies. I started to watch Nomadland last night. Uh, it is on Hulu right now. The Best Picture winner. No Man Land with the Nomad Land with the great uh, uh, Francis McDormand, and uh, it, it. This it, is
3: like her third Best Actress Oscar, I think.
0: Now, I, yeah, yeah, she's uh, fantastic. And then there was the you know a little bit of controversy because people were expecting uh, 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 Chadwick Boseman to win for for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and, and Anthony Hopkins ended up taking the and award. And he wasn't there. And he wasn't there. It was like they tried to build this big moment, and he, was
3: just, he wasn't there. Somebody said, um, if you ever wondered if they really know who's going to win and who's not, this should prove it to you because they rejiggered the entire ceremony. It's always, for 90 years, it's been the last thing they announced as best picture. And they kind of switched it around because they had a feeling he was going to win. If they had really known, they wouldn't have done that. But they had a feeling he was going to win, and they wanted to give him the full finale. And so when he didn't win, they're like, ugh. Well, at least you could. At least you know that there's no monkey business. They really don't know who's going to win best yeah. actor until they open the envelope. You know.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I did see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I was. I thought that that would be, if if they were going to, you know, if it was considered. A re, Netflix releases are considered for uh, the Academy Awards. So, I uh, I figured Chadwick Boseman was a shoo-in, but uh, for everything I've heard. Um, Anthony Hopkins did a great job as the, uh, man with al- as a man with Alzheimer's, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked. I was, I was very shocked that he did not get it. You know, that happens
3: some, that happens sometimes. There's been many uh, times in the past where they think it's a lock. Oh yeah, this guy will get it. But, blah but. And it, it, sometimes you get completely thrown for a loop and you go, wow, who? I guess you just don't know, you know, how people are going to vote. You know, you can try to guess it, but, uh, I should have watched just to see what it looked like. I guess they did the whole ceremony at the uh, Union Station. Yes, that would have been interesting just to see what that looked like to have them shooting the entire award show inside Union Station.
0: The last time we saw Union Station, yes, it was Blade LA's Runner.
1: Is known for stations,
3: train stations, right? Hey, that is a very famous train station. Mm-hmm. It's the last one they built, and it's it looks gorgeous, <laughs> and it's been used in a million movies. Even Blade Runner used it. So yeah, you know. Did you see? Yeah, um,
1: did you listen to, or did you see Daniel Kaluuya or? Er- Kaluya's speech.
3: No, yeah, I did. When he won, you saw it. <laughs> yeah, like, that I was glad weird.
1: My mom, and my dad had had sex and then had me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have loved if they had like shown his mom having like a spit take, you know, like <laughs> on camera. <laughs> she was <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> no, you see her mouth it. She goes, "What is he saying?" Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they show her in her seat with um his sister and she's laughing Ugh, and his mom's God. like what. <laughs> He just rambled on and on. It was so funny. <laughs>
3: that's, that's when you know you've I'm gone just, on a little too long.
1: I'm just surprised he was a supporting actor in that film. I thought he was a lead, but I guess not.
3: It's and weird. They and can, the Black Macea. Somebody said they can never, uh, there's some critic on, on the radio, said they can never figure out what qualifies somebody to be a lead. How many lines do you have to have before they consider it a lead? And somebody said it really has to do with can the studio market it, you know? Is it easier for you to get the best actor win or for the best supporting actor win? You know, so that's that's the start of it. Yeah, you know? that
0: movie that is that's one of the few movies I saw, and it's kind of one of those things where they're equal, they're almost equal in, in stature in the movie. You know, each each part of the story is equally compelling, and they kind of share the screen time. You know, even though it's not always it's focused on one or the other, the it ends up being pretty even. Um, and so, yeah.
3: I don't know how they figure out who's supporting and who's not. Um, there have been people. There have been people who have won best actor or actress awards, and they're like in the movie for like ten minutes. I think Anthony Hopkins got best actor for Silence of the Lambs. He's in the movie for twenty minutes. So they say it's an odd. It's kind of like they figure who's who's likely to win, and that's how they they decide if they're going to put it out there as a supporting or a, or a lead. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh, Did you see that movie, John? It's great. I didn't see, I don't think I saw one movie that was up for an Oscar because I don't have Netflix or Disney Plus or any of that stuff. We get So g- this is one year. Usually I can say, oh, yeah, I saw everything that was up for Best Picture. This year I saw nothing that was up for Best Picture.
0: All right. I did see, I saw a few of them. I saw, I did see Soul, which won uh, Best Animated. Uh, but yeah, I didn't see a lot of them. But uh, uh, I'm going to finish watching Nomadland Land because it was, it was, um, it's interesting but uh yeah um it was a weird year for the movie
1: you watched sound of metal didn't you
0: no i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it yet it's so good uh i did watch king kong versus godzilla was that up for anything uh probably best sound those kind of movies always get like sound mixing (laughs) sound Sound mixing.
2: oh my god those movies Yeah. The sound. The sound. I I would love to have seen that, and
0: I'm any of those. That's what we're talking about. Best
3: performance by a Mm -hmm. kaiju.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Godzilla. Although Kong was showing a huge range of emotion in in, uh, Kong versus Godzilla. But yeah, I got to go with. uh, I just watched. You know what I did watch? Speaking of which, speaking of Oscars, I just watched Mortal Kombat. Did you guys, any any of you guys, any of you kids watch that? Nope. Jake, have you watched it? Justine, what did you think of Mortal Kombat?
1: It was fun. Yeah, I was. I was. was, watching
0: a, it. I, it was, was um,
1: I was right shocked. To start, I told Patrick, "I'm like, so we're gonna go gory with this one. Got it."
0: <laughs> just like the game, they, there are some finishing moves. And
1: there. Where is it? Rate. Where can
0: you watch? Where can you watch it? That is on HBO Max. HBO Max. Ah. So what you do, Jake, is you get your HBO Max. You get like your your free demo for like a mm. week, and I already you have. just. I
2: already have.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's on right now. It just released last week. Uh, King if, you Con- have,
1: um, if you have AT and T, it's free.
0: We Cannot. had it via we had it via our cable provider, and then we, we cut a bunch of channels, but we kept HBO. But you have to have a certain um, level uh, to keep the to keep it for free. So we ended up having to subscribe. But I will tell you, if you're gonna get, if you can only get one service, John, if you're gonna get one, mm, mm-hmm. HBO Max, simply because you get Turner Classic in there. And you get all the right. old, uh, you get all the old Warner Brothers cartoons because you get what is it? Boomerang is. What do you get in there, Justine? Uh, you get yeah,
1: you have Looney Tunes, so there's Warner Brothers in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. You Get all the Looney Tunes on there too. So if you were gonna get one, John, I would That'd recommend the that one. one. Yeah, because it's HBO, yeah. Cinemax, and then, um, and then all of that, uh, Turner Classics in there, and then you get the Warner Brothers cartoons, and then you get something else. Right I forgot what else is in there. You get all, uh, is Criterion uh, Channel in there? No, but Turner Classics Turner Classics uh yeah, you're right, Jake. Turner Classics lends uh or Criterion Channel lends some of their movies to Turner Classic. So mm-hmm. so the big oh, stuff that's right yeah. the big stuff like Seven Samurai, all that stuff is in there. All the Kurosawas, all the Trofots, all the <clears throat> pretty much the, the the more popular foreign films are in there. Yeah, you get studio, you get the whole Studio get Ghibli DC collection there too. Oh yeah, DC. DC's in there, and then Studio Ghibli. Yeah, so you get all adult the Adult Swim de- collection. Yeah,
3: I wish they did. Oh really? Yep. That, that's okay. A- there's a lot of good stuff in the Adult Swim. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah.
0: that's the one to get if you're going to get one streaming service. If I had to cut them all, I'd, I'd keep HBO Max probably. All
2: right. Uh, Netflix Netflix started off strong, and now I'm like, "Eh, it's got. Well,
1: Netflix is going ahead, and what they're trying to do, I learned this on Smartless, is um, because they interviewed the guy that owns it. I forgot his name already, but he. They're trying to get ahead right now because they had an inkling years ago that um, companies would start to do their own streaming service. Mm -hmm. So that's why they came out with House of Cards. And then they started doing their own shows. So they're slowly kicking out other movies because of that reason of making their own content. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you have Paramount um, coming out with their own, they're like pulling all their movies back. Everyone's pulling all their yep. shows and movies back. So mm-hmm. Netflix is basically just trying to stand on their own shows and movies
0: now. Sure. Their own content. Netflix is cool. Well, I'll tell you what, where Netflix blows everybody else out of the water, with the exception of maybe Disney Plus and HBO Max, is their. Uh, layout. They are the easiest to navigate. They're the easiest to find stuff. Most of the stuff that they recommend, you know, whatever algorithm they use, it's usually pretty dead on. So it's the easiest to go into Netflix and find something that you will inter- be entertaining if you've never seen it. If you just click on, your chances of of finding something good on Netflix that you like, even if it's something you never heard of, are pretty high.
1: Yeah, and uh, HBO first- got rid of something that made it really easy to follow. Um, they used to have the ones where they would release it that weekend.
0: Mm, they used yeah. to have
1: a whole tab for um, like their Saturday movie.
0: Oh yeah, so you yeah. Could
1: see it, but now it's just just added, and you see all the old ones.
0: Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, kind
1: of miss like knowing what it was.
0: HBO and Disney Plus. Well, Disney Plus. I'll tell you where Disney Plus is really really strong. If you want to watch collections, so if you go into Marvel, it'll mm. have all the movies. Movies that are by like the Marvel like the release order of the entire Marvel universe, or you can watch them in story order. So it'll be like, it starts with Captain America, first Avenger, and then follows all this. So I really like that about, about uh, Disney. They, they do the Star Wars movies that way too. You know, you well, could, they
1: also have to have that correct. Cause that's kind of all they got.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That like is.
1: You got to make something good and work with what you
0: got. Well, they're, they're also adding though, um, Which brings us to Falcon and the Falcon and the Snowman, just wrapped up, uh, and uh, Winter
1: Soldier's Falcon.
0: Yeah, and did you see how? Did you Did you catch the ending, the last episode?
1: Yeah, yes, yes, I did. So,
0: spoiler alert: the very end of the show, where it would show you Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, the very last episode, it showed us Captain America and the Winter Soldier, thus uh, cementing the fact that that Falcon is now officially Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I thought was cool. I thought that was a great way to introduce him. And the story was meandering. Like, there was a big plot twist that I thought was lame but uh yeah but spoiler alert john do you want us to spoil this are you going to watch it or yeah not? go ahead i don't care <laughs> so it turned out that there was a there was a there was a a, a nefarious villain called the power, the power broker who was kind of moving things around behind the scenes and it turned out to be uh agent 13 sharon carter peggy carter's niece ah. uh mm. which makes no sense whatsoever um which makes zero sense but uh, who knows yeah, where they're going to...
1: She's mad, because she's mad.
0: Yeah, anyway. I, you know, because women, Justine, they're just irrational and they'll do shit like that. Um, even they're, even though they're against super soldiers, they'll let somebody create super soldiers. So, you know, it's just things like that. And well, So, but yeah. Other, what? But, but what I loved was th- the whole idea of... The Falcon having to wrestle um, with being Captain America because of America's history and their treatment of people of color and black people in particular. And I loved all of that. I loved that he had to, he had to kind of navigate that and then finally come to grips with everything and become, take, take up the mantle of Captain America. I loved that whole subplot. That was great. I mean, that was really the plot, but I loved all of that.
1: Do you like how they ended it at the end of, of um, at the very very end? They kind of show people getting um, those, they get what are the the prisoners go into the little their own little car, and they show that that guy's helping them. Do you remember what? that part?
0: Oh, well, I'm
1: trying not to say it. Are we trying to be cryptic? Are we trying not to? Explain?
0: Oh no, you're, you're talking about. Oh, there's still. Yeah, yeah. There's like still an underground there. There's
1: still like their group. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh shit, it's still happening. <laughs> they just oh.
0: blow that shit up. <laughs> well, you know who blew it up, right? It was. It was. uh Yeah. It was Baron Zeno's Alfred, the old creepy old man, blew it up. <laughs> yeah. But uh it. Yeah, I loved. No, I loved. I, there were things that you know. It took a little while to get going, and it was uneven. But you really got into the characters of. Bucky and and Falcon and I thought that was cool. I really liked that that you kind of got into the. There was a whole other subplot going on, and you found out that there was a second Captain America, who was black, and his story, because he was no use to the government anymore, he was basically cast aside and then just experimented on against his will. Um, there was a whole there was there was a lot to there was a lot to digest. So I thought they did a good job with only only having six episodes to work with. Um. I felt. Yeah, what was the? Uh, go ahead. What, no, go ahead.
3: No. The only thing that, that bothered what was the, me was what, was. what? Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, what was the story with Kurt Russell's kid in the in the uh, Captain America outfit?
0: Oh, he plays John Walker, who was from the comics, who was basically a replacement for Captain America. And at the end, he's revealed to be a character called U.S. Agent, which is from the comics, <laughs> which is from the comics. Uh, you That's do dopey. you do get a nice uh, you do get a nice cameo from um, uh,
1: Dreyfus something uh, Dreyfus.
0: Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus yeah. is in it uh, right playing uh, deep. well she's playing a character who in the comics is tied to Hydra so it looks ah. like it looks like Hydra's still around. So there's some ah. th- th- every, you know what's weird is all these shows that they're putting out on Disney Plus have implications for the Marvel universe going into right. going forward. So we will see so new movie. we will see Captain America. You know we will see the Falcon as Captain America. So I think that's pretty cool. Cool. I think that's really cool. I like his new costume. I didn't like
1: the white, but Patrick said that that's how it is in
0: the comic. in the comic. Yeah, I don't remember in the comic if the Wakandans built the suit for him. But I do like that element because since he's not super powered, it's like you have this Wakandan suit, you're pretty much going to be able to whip anybody's ass. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, probably, it's made of sheer vibranium. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a, you know, I don't, it was different than than WandaVision, definitely. I don't know if it's better or worse. I I don't, I they're hard to kind of compare. The one thing I will say the biggest attraction against, and I mentioned it before, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, the whole plot with the villains felt like something out of agents of shield, or we kind of saw it in iron man three where like, he's going after somebody with like, you know, you know, with, with superpowers, people who shouldn't have superpowers kind of felt, mm. like, kind of felt, I
1: just think watching normal people isn't as fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. A, like it,
1: they teamed them together for a reason and it just, it was okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, you, you want people with super power. Well, Bucky's got that arm. He's got that vibranium arm, you know. He's kind of. <laughs> oh, I love, I love when she's His arm's doing. pretty boom, super.
1: Boom, 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 And it just falls. <laughs> yeah.
0: You did get the, yeah.
1: He's like, did you know it did
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> you did get to, you get to see the Dora Milaje. That's great. That was cool. I, I did like that. So I always, you know, I kind of forgot that Bucky had that tie to Wakanda. And I like that they brought that back for the show. But uh, yeah,
1: I really wanted uh, Bucky to get with um, Falcon's
0: sister. Yeah, he was not happy about that.
1: I was all for it. Yeah, yeah, They're really cute together. Yeah, it was funny. Island.
0: I did like those moments. I did like those moments. So uh, yeah, so you know, it was a. I, I would give this a, a. I would say Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably. A, a, I don't know, B, a B. <sighs>
1: I give it a C. I it, get that it was a deep show because they dealt yeah. with race and everything, but
0: yeah, I know, I like just, I said, it was super uneven, uh, maybe a b I minus just
1: wasn't,
0: i yeah. wish I wish it hooked me more, you know what and the the directing on a lot of them I know they were going for like an eighties kind of buddy cop thing, but the way it was directed, the lines didn't come off, like they didn't have the they were they were better in civil war when they were sparring. Like when they weren't getting along, you know, yeah. it, they didn't quite land that relationship where they're supposed to be like kind of like a '80s buddy action comedy. I didn't feel like that. Was... I
3: wonder if that's the writing or the directing that they didn't land. That the little it might
0: have been the directing. The, the banter didn't land. There, there, there was that scene in the shootout. There's that shootout in the in the shipyard, and they're arguing about whether or not. Hey, I said to go right. I said to go left. And that could have been a really funny scene, but it was just directed weird, like you weren't getting the reactions, and so it was just like, oh yeah, that was kind of the directing on that one, so I don't know that's that kind
1: I'm, of- I'm I'm a little like I didn't really need this,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't
1: really need the show to see that he's now taking over. They could have done a quick clip, and then that was it for me, but
0: you felt like it was like, filler
1: you and I were never excited to talk about it. Yeah. And every time I was like, what did I watch again? How did it end? I had to think about it.
3: Yeah. That's good for me. I could just dive into the next movie and not worry that I didn't see six episodes yeah, you, of them.
0: You just, need to know, you just need to know that Falcon is now cap- officially Captain America. Yeah. And I kind of knew that was coming anyways. So yeah. Because
2: like <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: it was in the comic already. It was in the comic. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well,
1: but no one would know that he gave up that shield. And that's what happened in the first episode,
0: so. Yeah, he gives up the shield, and then he kind of comes to grips with it and gets it back. It's like him giving it up because he doesn't feel he's worthy, and then.
1: Yeah, it's just like um, when Spider-Man gave up the glasses.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. what Loki's next, right? Next month?
1: Yep, June
0: 11th. Oh, that's just in time for you to do, to do your TV reviews. Justine is now mm-hmm. taking over television reviews for the Superiority Complex.
1: I'll let you guys know what he looks like when he turns around and walks away.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until then, okay. she'll she'll just be watching Kong Skull Island on a loop until June. it all
1: came from Kong. I saw him in Kong, and I was like, "Look at that!" Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, Loki, okay. Loki, or Peter Parker who's your who's your pick there, uh, Justine?
1: Loki. He's older.
0: Oh, Interesting. I thought, hmm. <laughs> I thought that
1: was a turnoff. I thought that was a <And> turnoff for you. <laughs> What did he say?
2: <laughs> I thought that was a
0: turnoff for you.
1: Because <laughs> he's older. You're so stupid. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. That's
3: fantastic.
1: <laughs> and if you're going by character, I just think Loki's just way more interesting and fun. Because
3: Beautiful. he's the bad guy. <laughs> he's the bad guy. Because women love the bad guy. I think
0: he'd be the
1: good guy sometimes. You guys should already know my track record. I already got Kylo Ren there. <laughs>
3: With John, Kylo Ren, you get the best of both I worlds.
1: The last episode of Star Wars, and then I went back to episode one, so I'm in episode one right now.
0: John, it's funny because when you said the bad guy, you said that just like the Love Boat. That's the way you said <laughs> that. That is the way. Next
3: you... on the bad guy, <laughs> Loki. Loki gets it on with Olivia De Havilland on the Love Boat.
2: <laughs> Does Tom Hiddleston also have very uh, have huge pepperoni nipples, like? Uh, <laughs> Is that is that something that has is that on the checklist for you? How
0: do you know? How do you know the size of of uh, Tom Middleson's nipples, Justine?
2: He's
1: been shirtless a lot. A lot of the things he's been on, he's been shirtless. Most uh-huh. of the movies I've seen of his, I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, a little. You got a little drool on your lip. A
1: little into himself.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, he doesn't probably. He probably doesn't volunteer that. Like you know, I'll take off my shirt for this one. Uh, Why don't I take off my shirt for this take?
1: I think he buffed up for Kong, though, because he didn't look anything like that in all his
0: other He's not like Tom Cruise, who's like, you know what would work here? A a, a 30-second shot of me running. Shot from the side. <laughs> I think now, should hold on to
1: this helicopter while it's trying. Dude,
0: to that's got to be in Tom Cruise's
2: contract. Yeah. like every movie I'm in, I need to be running for at least thirty seconds mm-hmm. of continual screen time.
0: And he doesn't. He it. doesn't run. He doesn't look as good running as he thinks he does. He yeah. looks like he's about to trip at any second. Always, you're like this kid. This kid's gonna face plant it right now. Like, it's, it, it, uh, here it comes. But he. It's boy. It's in every movie. We got to have a long shot of him running. A tracking shot. Edge of, of him tomorrow running. at least 30 mm. seconds. Yeah, it's gotta be at least 30 seconds. Minimum. 30 you you watch seconds. that uh you watch that uh, Mission Impossible four. I think it's four, the one in that shot in uh in the in uh, Saudi Arabia. And uh boy oh boy, there's as much of Tom Cruise running as there is slow-mo in the Snyder
3: cut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, why doesn't he just re- Tom Cruise should just remake Chariots of Fire. The Entire movie is him, is from running, <laughs> running fast, running, running, slow, running, running slow, running, running laps, yeah. deep focus, running yeah. stairs,
0: running, you know. s- <laughs> yeah, running sprints, chariots running of a fire st- with Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. Na 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 na. Na La 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 Was that Ben Van- oh. Jealous? It <laughs> was, was Van Jealous. La 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 la. Love,
3: love theme from Chariots of Fire. La 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 la. I can't stop. La 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 They should have put lyrics. That's one of those ones they should have put lyrics to. You
0: haven't hooked
1: Jake yet. Jake's like the number one joining in
0: the song. Oh, I'm doing the back. I'm I'm doing the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a mix between. You did a mix between Chariots of Fire and Friday the Thirteenth.
3: I thought Jake was going to start making up lyrics like "It's the theme from Chariots of Fire." I'm, I'm going to win the race now. I'm running now. so
0: fast. <laughs> I love when they do that. No, lyrics. <laughs> I'm running like Tom Cruise. I'm kicking <laughs> much ass.
3: <laughs> i'm running from jason
2: <laughs> maybe i'm tripping
3: oh this is a. This maybe is,
2: i'm not
3: i
0: hope this
2: is the movie i hope this is know.
0: somebody's first episode somebody's just yeah. like you know what i'm gonna give these guys a try they're 300 episodes in and they hear this then they switch right back to the home video hustle oh yeah, by the way brent was gonna join us he had work work lined up and then since Patrick had work, he said, "Why don't I just come back when Patrick's on, that we can get all hyped together?" And I was like, "All right, cool." So shout out to Brent for the home video hustle. Uh, they finally watched my Patreon pick, uh, "Assault on Precinct 13, the original. And how they it, like it? Not to brag, but they have a little something called friendship fundamentals. It'd be like if, like back in the day, you know, they would have watched it. They would, it would have been a movie that they would have watched over and over, and it made the friendship fundamentals list. I mean, how Thanks. does it not? We love that movie. We all love that That's movie. That's great. Yeah, Justine, do you want to look up the... I know you don't want to look up the rankings on it, but you will.
2: <sighs> ah, did you just
3: say uh, it, Bill? Yeah, you will, because you're a good egg. Justine has very... What blue. was the second one? You said there was a second movie that you also were excited they were going to watch. Oh, uh,
0: no, I, I just recommended uh, Hard Boiled. It had 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really? Assault on Precinct 13, the original? hmm
2: Yeah, I love Lawrence Fishburne, and it's great.
0: Oh, I'm going to
3: kill you. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to kill you. I'll kill you.
0: <laughs> uh, shout, out to, shout out to a friend of the show, Sadie. Uh Her grandpa wrote that music. Her grandpa wrote that. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, wasn't Alex? No, no, no. There was another. I cannot remember his name. There's another Star Trek
3: composer. It's not a exactly- Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yes. There's in- the guy that did the theme, and then there's a the guy that did everything else. Right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, my uh, friend yeah, Sandy's grandfather. Yeah. Are you I ready for the scores? Yes.
1: yes. Let's start with Mario. You gave it a seven. Yep. John gave it a six. Mm-hmm. Jake gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. Patrick gave it a seven, and I gave it a five.
0: Wow. You really hated that movie. Yeah.
1: I just looked up what it was. I was, I thought it was the other movie Pelton. Taking a
0: Pelham One, Two, Three.
1: I oh. thought you were talking about that, and I was like, "Yeah, that was a good one." And then I just looked up the pictures and everything. I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I didn't really care
0: for it." Oh, we gotta. We I should have recommended Taking a Pelham One, Two,
3: Three for them. I don't think
0: they've seen it. That's a good one. Too. That's a good so one.
3: So how does that work now? But you could uh, do a, that's a Patreon thing. You put, you, uh, yeah, you, you, you donate, a- you donate, you, you donate
0: some money and then they, you get a pick, they put it in a bag and then PJ picks the movies out of the bag and they watch them at random. That's how that works.
1: I would, you yeah. should never do that because then we'll get another Zardoz again.
0: Yeah. Let's see what happened. The one time, the one time I opened it up to the audience, look what happens.
3: It's funny cuz yeah, you're right. It only happened one time and we cannot stop talking about how, how awful it was. <laughs> that's a uh, Jeff. If
1: you want us to keep talking about you just keep giving us shitty movies.
3: <laughs> that's that's Jeff from the Kung
0: Fu uh, Kung Fu Drive-In podcast. Shout out to Jeff over there. Uh yeah, he, boy, he got us good, huh? Why we, would you do that? We never got over that. Oh, and
1: I love Raul that. Gave boy, us, he got uh, us Logan's
3: good. Was that?
1: Raul gave us Logan's run and that wasn't funny Oh, so to-
3: we so twice we had it, yeah. That's so all our friends hate us. At
0: least with Logan's Run, though, you we there was it was more entertaining than Zardoz. Zardoz was just boring and weird. Logan's starts Run. Now,
2: whoa, on. whoa <laughs> hold on, no, hold on. Logan's hold. Run,
0: according to my wife, is also the sexiest movie ever made. What? Nicole
3: said that?
0: It's from Friends. Well, Zardoz <laughs> arguably can be one of the it's, it's a quote from Friends. It's a quote from Friends. Uh, oh, Ross thinks that uh, Logan's Run is the sexiest movie ever made.
3: Well, you do have Jenny Augutter almost wearing a miniskirt. Yeah. That's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well you like if you like Jenny Augutter.
0: <laughs> well, you'll see her again at, and a lot more of her in American Werewolf in London. So see you yeah. tuned, kids. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Justine, of course, is uh, very comfortable with this uh, misogyny. Uh we
3: already
1: watched American Werewolf yeah, in London. Yeah, yeah.
3: Of course we did. Yeah. Uh huh. In the shower with we're a werewolf. <laughs> oh,
0: that's one hairy beast. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my that was my that was my Johnny Carson doing Jackie Gleason. That's like
3: four. <laughs> I love it. That's good coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a that's good coffee comes from the 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 best they ever used it was in Mystery Science Theater. They had a, <laughs> sh- a close up of they did Revenge of the Creature and they had a close up of the creature. You know, where that weird face is just going, oh, that's good coffee. So <laughs> perfect. Boy, that Mystery Science Theater uh, Kickstarter is going crazy over there. They've raised millions oh, of yeah? dollars. They've raised millions of dollars. Millions.
1: Millions.
0: Millions of dollars for the new season. So they I think they're Million. up to I think they're up to nine new episodes. I think they're gonna do nine. Wow. They're trying to fund a full season of twelve, but they're up to, they'll do depending on how much money they'll get, they they will. I said, bet I think, you were first in line on that one. I'm huh? waiting till the very end. I want my what money. To, I want my money to push it over the top. Oh, okay, that's not okay. how Kickstarter works, but I keep forgetting this. But I am going to subscribe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's how it works, but I like to think. I know. This. I know. Jake,
0: uh, you watched uh, all the Godzilla movies? You told me this week. I know we're going. We're just jumping around from not- topic to topic, but.
2: Not this week. Last week I watched uh Godzilla King of Monsters and then I watched Godzilla versus Kong today. Yes. How'd you like that? Let me tell you. Big monsters. <laughs> 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 what do you give it on the old Jake scale? On the old Jake scale, I give it I give it
0: um give it a a four
2: a four manilas out of five.
0: Wow. Four Manilas, Manila, of course, mm-hmm. being Godzilla's baby, baby mm-hmm. son, baby. Mm-hmm. Mama.
3: Does he say yeah. mama in one of them? Yeah, he does. Mama. And he blows smoke rings. And that's pretty much where the series lost me. Yeah. <laughs> until, until until Monster Zero, and then I was back on board. Come on, John. You yeah. didn't watch, uh, you didn't Solid. watch, if you had
0: watched things like Ultraman or Johnny Sacco and Giant Robot, you would have been <laughs> you have been used to that kind of, those kind of hijinks. I know. I
3: just, quit, I, I just couldn't take it. But uh, I got right back on board with Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I think he's in. Manila's in Destroy All Monsters, I believe. Is yeah. I love it. Manila. Oh,
3: maybe, yeah. yeah, I believe he is. Manila Vanilla. Yep. Is he named after those little, those little wafers, those little vanilla wafers? Mini Godzilla. It's spelled M-I-N-I-L-L-A.
0: Yeah. Minila. 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 Yeah. Uh So, Jake, you like that? So yeah, I thought they were pretty good.
2: Um the whole the whole the whole plot line with um King Kong being or Kong being the king of the center of the earth, I thought was a little strange, but yeah. I went with I went along with it. I had a good time. <laughs> and how Godzilla was able to bore a hole to the center of the earth with his ra- with his with his radioactive breath i don't know but okay sure that's well once for the
0: sake of for the sake of the spectacle i'm down once you get through the mantle it's very it's very thin obviously because right. it's very yeah, very loose very loose dirt yeah. Yeah. a little shale mm. and then you're right down in it you get through the bedrock you know he burns through the bedrock and you're down there yeah, yeah it's kind of weird i didn't think his uh his breath could burn through rock but apparently that's how it works Cause he doesn't
2: burn a hole straight through any monster he breathes on. Yeah, exactly. Okay, if we're burning through pure bedrock, oh yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. okay. We're
0: burning through granite now, but he does—he does take down concrete buildings. So it's weird. I don't know. Maybe he can. Maybe he can do some kind of attenuator, and he can
3: adjust the the, the like Cyclops. Cyclops has got that dial on his visor. Yeah, where he can adjust the. Yeah, adjust Godzilla's the got a
2: dial on the side of his head. You well, don't it's, see it because
0: it's, 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 like right? it's like an internal clock. It's in his gut somewhere, and he's just like, "Well, yeah. I'm just going to let loose.
2: I'm going to turn this to ten, and then when I'm shooting at a guy, I'm like, I don't want to kill him. I'm going go to go like five.
0: Yeah, so well, if Raymond you, Burry's, I don't want to kill him, but uh. yeah, yeah, if you, if <laughs> you, you ever we? if you ever see Shin Godzilla, which was the last Japanese Godzilla movie made. It's like a laser beam, and it goes for miles, and he just lays waste to Tokyo. It is horrifying uh, how destructive he is in that one. So maybe it's like that. Maybe he's just got like that. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, just go with it. You also have flying cars in there that, for some reason, always have to fly close to a kaiju, like a roller coaster ride. You can't just fly them. I know. I was watching
2: new- that part. I'm like, this would make, make a great ride. Yeah. This, you literally don't have to do anything. You just slap a screen on and then you have a little. You have a little
0: VR. Um, yeah,
2: you have like a little VR thing, or you have like a little. They already you have that
1: on the tram ride at
0: um, yeah.
1: Universal, the yeah. back yeah. lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, this is like a. Uh, this is it's like this. this is like those like nineties you, when you would walk by Dave and Buster's in the early two thousands, <laughs> yeah. and they would have those three D movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
2: where you sit, where you sit in, yeah, you sit in like the little cabin and mm-hmm. you're, yeah. You pay 15
0: bucks to sit mm-hmm. there for chair and everything. for three minutes and there's loved like an 18-year-old attendant behind you shaking the chair. How's this, <laughs> sir? Hold on. Yep. Hold on. hold on tight. Hold on to your hats and glasses. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> well, John and I grew up with sense around. So back in the day we had Sensor. They were talking
3: about that yesterday. They were talking
0: about Earthquake in Sensor. John, tell them what Sensorm
3: is. Well, I always assumed that what they were like the theater would shake a little bit and the seats would shake. I think all they did is turn the bass up so high that it just started rattling things. Yeah. But they did they did three movies in Sensoround, Earthquake, uh, Midway, which is a war movie, and uh, Roller Coaster about a guy a mad bomber blowing up roller coasters at amusement parks. And whenever they did the sense around effect, it just felt like they just turned the base way up. Yeah. Basically, like, this is it. This is sense around.
0: <laughs> basically it, it predated an 88 Nissan Sentra, uh, pumping out, uh, it takes two by Rob Bass and DJ easy rock. It, it predated that by about 10 years. Uh, basically. is what it was. It was just like and super. all the
3: posters would say you'll not only watch the movie, but you'll feel part of it. You will you will <laughs> in sense around, filmed in sense around, you will feel that you were part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, eh, yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs> IMAX. That's all we need now. We don't now, need sense.
3: Now we have
0: IMAX. Now we have Dolby Atmos. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did miss Isn't going. I did miss going to the movies, mm-hmm. but I also now like getting movies released at home. It I is kinda, kinda nice. I kinda like that option. Yeah. I well, like you being know, they had uh,
1: just the movie, though. Like, that's the only thing happening is the movie.
0: Um, no, no previews, like, no.
1: Well, when you're at home, you're pretty much distracted. You can pause, you can walk around. There
3: you go. I like being
1: surrounded. Like, if it's a good movie and I'm at Dolby Atmos, then like, it's something I'm going to sit through and it's I'm surrounded by the yes, movie. Yes.
0: It is an experience, of course.
3: Yeah. That's the best advertisement right there, because that's the thing. At home, there are distractions. Even if you've got a a big screen and all that, there's always going to be a phone going off, or something buzzing, or a computer on, or somebody talking.
1: Like another Marvel movie, I would rather watch it in. Probably not Black Widow, but I would rather watch it in um, a theater than watch it at home.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Is Black Widow coming to home video? No, they I don't even, think Marvel's going to
1: do that. Back. They keep pushing it back, and I think they're finally going to release it on on Disney+. Um, Plus. It's like July,
3: about. right? I think they're going to push it back to July.
1: Yeah, I think they're they? just waiting. They want it to go in theaters. Mm-hmm.
3: It's the same with the James Bond movie. They said it's the only movie where they didn't break down and go, okay, we'll put it on. They just said, no, however long it takes. If it's next Christmas, we are not going to put this on. It's going to go out in theaters. So... Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's like a year and a half now they've waited for that James Bond movie. Probably because MGM is not connected to any platform or streaming. They're like, well, we got no place to put this. It's going to have to come out in theaters, you know? Uh,
0: John, wh- speaking of MGM, why, whatever happened to the graphic? I've only seen it once, and it was in tw- 2001, A Space Odyssey. I was, on, I was watching it on, on HBO Max the other day. I watched the beginning. That is the only MGM movie that I know of that doesn't have the lion roaring. It just has a graphic of the lion, and it says MGM. I'm like, wow, why didn't they go that route? Are there any other movies? Was that-
3: uh, is it that like sort of – does it look kind of like streamlined, like it's a line drawing yes. of, a, of a lion? Yes. You know, I think that, it, that probably does turn up on a couple other movies. They toyed with making it more modern. I guess that was end of the 60s, early 70s. They toyed with making it look a little more modern. I don't want to and show it didn't, that it,
1: they tortured a lion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they get it, they're twisting his tail behind the uh, scenes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, um, it didn't work. You know, they, I think all the studios have done that. I think uh, Warner Brothers toyed with that. Everybody's tried to like modernize the graphic. You know, Paramount, Universal—they all have this iconic beginning. And whenever they try to make it more modern, it never works, and they always go back. Uh, Warner Brothers Disney had a really it,
0: and it looks fine. Which
3: one? What's that?
0: Disney
1: redid theirs, where you're going through the castle, and oh
3: yeah. But, you know, yeah, that, that is a, um, that's a fairly modern uh, icon. Stuff like the Universal Globe or the Paramount Mountain Range, those are like 100 years old. Disney uh, used to be, you know, used to go through RKO or their own distributor okay. was Buena Vista. They never had like an iconic opening until I want to say the 80s is when they cooked up that thing where they had the Tinkerbell going over the castle. Just, yeah. But something like Universal, my God, that goes back to probably like 1923 or something or, or Paramount, same mm-hmm. thing. Uh Warner Brothers, these are like 100-year-old iconic uh, um, uh, symbols. And, uh, yeah, I, I do agree. Disney's got one of the all-time greats. That, that castle's beautiful. Whatever you do with it, that's a great way to open the picture.
0: I do but, like um, the Warner Brothers. I know I'm going to be in the minority here, John, especially with you. But I do like that 70s Warner Brothers, just the three
3: little weird – Oh yeah, yeah. You know that—that's kind of cool. You know, the Joker used that. He was so much into the '70s, you could tell he was really into like *Death Wish* and *French Connection*. I'm sure you caught that when the Joker began. It was the old Warner's logo from the '70s. And you're right; it looks very—it looks like it was spit out of an old computer. It's like three lines making a W or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there, there you go. There's uh, a—that was the same thing. They're trying to make it streamlined. That would actually work. And that would actually work. Yeah. It yeah. worked, but at some point they said, well, we'll take it back to the old shield. But It was like on the side of the water tower, which I think has been sitting on the lot forever. Um, I don't know. Whenever they try to modernize, it usually backfires. There's a thing online where you can actually see the history of the MGM lion. I'm surprised how many lions there were. I thought maybe it was like three or four. You know, there's like, a, it was probably about ten different Justine's lion g- openings. giving us the shame, shame. No, well, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> They go back, what's funny is they go back to the silent days and there's no roar. They show the lion, <laughs> there's no roar because it's a silent movie. And then they kind of bring it up to you like 20s, 30s, 40s. And you could tell, it's a different lion. They, there are times where they switch out the lion, it's a different lion, he's doing a different kind of roar. And then the latest one, you'll love this, Justine, the latest one is a digital tiger. No animals were were hurt filming it. It's a digital it's lion. It's version. Think- <laughs> it's right. It starts with his eye. I think it pans out from the eye of the lion and it's now a digital lion doing the roar. Wow. So, and it's obviously very, it's obviously CGI. You know, go that's not a real lion. Speaking of But then uh,
0: again, you know. Speaking of vegan options, John, did you know this? Did you know that Farmer John is no longer in partnership with the Los Angeles Dodgers? So the Dodger Dogs right, right. now are not Farmer John. They are not Farmer John. Is
3: that God. because Who's of the their who let the dogs out? Is that because of the way they treated, uh, the way they did things in the uh, slaughterhouse? Or why did they go with somebody? That I have no the idea. They, they, the only
0: person, the only mention I've heard of it, Dodgers haven't revealed who's making the hot dogs now, but I will tell you that I ate a Dodger dog, not knowing this a couple of weeks ago. And I'll probably come to find it's like Soylent Green or something. But at this point, I can tell you I didn't notice the difference, honestly, I really didn't well, then know, there you go. I really didn't there notice the difference. But I know I'm sure now well, they, that they, n- now that you tell people that, they're gonna be freaking out. Dodger Dogs, of course, the hot dog you get at Dodger Stadium. Vin Scully famously uh, plugged Farmer John <laughs> for years. They were Farmer John,
3: Farmer John, Dodger Dogs. John, what was the tagline? Uh Westernmost in flavor, easternmost in quality, which I still don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. Yeah. But, uh, wait, like, wait, wait, so he say said that for like again, tw- slower. He said, uh, Farmer John hot dogs, western most in flavor, eastern most in quality. Yeah, and meaning we do
0: shit. So we, we have no quality? Yeah, we do things like shit I out guess. here in the West because <laughs> it's oh, yeah, a what's podunk. Yeah. Uh,
3: but anyway. I don't know. You said it for years. You're like
1: uh, offending both places, huh?
3: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the East has no flavor and the West has no quality. So we somehow. We've, we're somewhere. I you know
3: what that says. That, uh, Vin Scully has got such a wonderful voice that nobody ever thought twice about. It. They're like, "Hey, way to go, Vin!" <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, otherwise, the East Coast, you know, if it was Jerry Doggett during the commercial, the East Coast could go, "What the fuck you mean? We don't have flavor?" Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ross Porter just jumped. Okay, <laughs> we got uh, an
0: <laughs> Eastern most <laughs> and a
3: and a most fool. Strike because Vince Scully's the guy. Vince Scully's the guy you want. If the, the world's coming to an end, that's the voice you want to hear. It's like, Oh, well, for it's sure. been a nice ride! It's Hell been a nice yeah. ride, everyone. This is Vince Scully signing off. <laughs> He's the only guy that can make you feel like, Okay, yeah, I guess we had a pretty good yeah. run, you know. Yeah, we had a we had
0: a good run, and uh, goodbye to all and of design. you. <laughs> yeah. The zombies are coming
3: over the horizon, and that's the end of the inning.
0: <laughs> hey, you guys talk. I've knocked the mic off my stand here. And you guys talk much. What I was going to tell you.
3: So yeah, I'll keep telling you the story here. I'm picturing, I'm picturing you running f- through the. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing you Mario running through Dodger Stadium, going, Dodger dogs are people. Yeah. D- Dodger dogs, dogs are, are people. Are people!
1: Dodger dogs are meatless.
0: Yeah, well, there are. They have a meatless option. They do have a meat. They've had that for a little while.
1: Do they have soy ones? Yes, Pretty they good. do
0: have. A, they have a plant based hot dog that you can get. Mm. Oh, for the love of Christ. <laughs> John you, know people, like, John, you know, there are people, John, you know, there are people that don't
3: eat meat, right? There are people that I know. You, I'm just being obnoxious. It's not a political just, statement. It's like, I know it's no, no, no. And I'm not taking it like a political statement. I'm just being, I'm just being rotten. It's kind of like soda. It's like, I never believed in diet soda. It's like, I'm either going to drink it or I'm going to give up soda, but I'm not going to do a diet soda. So, you know, you know, that's why I'm not going to live to see 70 probably. You know? the, zero, like, the zero ones aren't that bad. John, can I ask you a question? You're right. You're right. The Zero ones are actually pretty good. Mario turned me on to that. John, can I ask you a question?
0: Yes. What's the weather like up there on that high horse?
3: Huh? Huh? Oh, believe me. It's not a high horse. I just told you. I just told you. I'm going to keel over backward, foaming at the mouth, and you're all going to say, yeah, he shouldn't have eaten so many hot dogs. All you had to
0: mix in was one soy dog, John. That's all you had to do. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, but you know, Mario uh, turned me on to. uh, He gave me a Coke Zero once, and I'm like, "Son of a gun! It actually tastes like something." You know, it's like, "Son of a gun." That's why he likes it. It tastes like
0: something. Have you ever had soy riso? Oh, soy riso is. I will. I will tell you that is good.
1: Amazing. Yeah, you know
3: why? It's like that's like our one of our number one sellers because it you can't believe that it's not <laughs> you know, you can't believe there's no meat in well, there. Well because you know? so for <laughs> the
1: people who don't eat meat, they put a lot of flavor. So usually yeah. you'll get that flavor part in there. It's that texture that you would have to get used to, but
3: that's one of reason. our that's one of our number one sellers. It's crazy. Uh, people it's like when it's not when we don't have it like when we sell out they're just like where is it where is it I'm going wow i don't think they'd respond if we had real chorizo like that <laughs> uh let me tell you what
0: i'll tell you what as a as a brown man uh the texture isn't if you're cooking it with like eggs and stuff you can't tell the difference you'll. in the texture you'll never know the difference Mm-mm. yeah it, it's it's good man uh, and put it in our
2: breakfast burritos, and
0: you wouldn't, you would never know, never know it was, it was soy. So soy they've come a long way. The trick it's with soy is just to um, flavor it, and take it,
3: flavor it, flavor it as much as possible. That's what she and said. the texture. It's like Justine said. It's a lot about the texture, and what it is is they've come a long way. Because I remember like back in like the nineties, there weren't too many. You know, you'd try like a soy. Sausage patty, and you go, I'm not fooled. And now they've, it's like they're in the lab working overtime. It's, they've got the texture, it's got the color, yeah. it's got the flavor. You really can't tell now when you eat like a, a soy sausage patty or a soy bacon. You're like, wow, I don't know what they're doing, but they figured it out. It goes to show you <laughs> never can tell, you know?
0: They got a cooler. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we're going to go to Jack. Even, our, Slim's? even our food's being catfished now. It's That's right. Nice. That's right. Well, anyway, mm. Dodger, so what the, what uh, Farmer John came out and said is they were not able to reach an agreement with the Dodgers on, on, on renewing the contract. So apparently the Dodgers were maybe trying to lowball Farmer John. Mm. Maybe they weren't uh, – After you know. 80 years. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> you don't, you don't lowball Farmer John. Yeah, you don't lowball the farmer. You don't lowball <laughs> the farmer and get away with it. He'll be back. That sounds kind of obscene. He'll yeah. be back. Yeah, Farmer John. So there you go. Yeah, mm. who knows what, what the Dodgers' uh, thinking was. Maybe they found somebody – Maybe they found another, you know, a cheaper alternative or something, but I can tell you, look, a hot dog is basically the lowest form of <laughs> processed meat you can eat. So that's the mystery.
3: About that's the mystery meat they don't give to schools. Exactly. So it's, notch, the dog. Yeah. it's a notch above uh it's a notch above head cheese, basically. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so there's not a lot of you know, there's not a lot of I don't know what's the word I'm looking
3: for uh gourmet uh, <laughs> yeah i mean you know so a hot dog i will is, say this uh <laughs> there is there is a there is a difference in quality though i will say that like a hebrew national there sure. is a difference it, it's uh whatever the sweepings are it's a better grade of sweepings you know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh the rats the, the rats that are pooping into the presses are eating nothing but the best uh so <laughs>
3: grass fed grass-fed rats. Yeah,
2: so, so. yeah non-GMO grass-fed free range yeah,
3: rats. Yeah, yeah. Only the finest. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love I think Robert mm-hmm. Klein did a routine about that. He said that the uh the acceptable the government uh says the acceptable amount of rat feces in in pork is like you know one, you know, you know, one to like a billion dollars of of product, so I'm sorry. I don't even want that ratio. <laughs> I think one is too much. I don't care if the vat is as big as Texas. I don't want even one drop in there. <laughs> yeah, but acceptable you never amount know. of rat hair. Yeah.
2: When you're in the bathroom and you're breathing all the nasty poop air, it's like the same thing. Yeah. What do they say in Great Outdoors?
0: Lips and a holes. Those lips are made from A-holes. lips and a holes. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> Well, you know, the beginning of the end for Farmer John, I think. And this is every ballpark, not just Dodger Stadium, is when they started allowing outdoor con- uh, uh, like outside concessions. So as soon as you bring in California Pizza Kitchen or, you know, or um oh, King Taco it. or whatever, you know, the, the, people are going to start going for those options even though they're more expensive. So, yeah. I don't think this is as devastating a, a blow to the Dodgers as it would have been or to, you know, Dodger Stadium as it w- if it would have happened you know, twenty years ago, when when all you could get were Dodger dogs, but now there's so many other options that uh, you, you know it's you know the the amount of people you see eating food other than than a Dodger dog is equal to the amount of people you see eating a Dodger dog. So it's I don't think it's that big. It's of a, a deal. bigger
3: it's a bigger blow for Farmer John because that was bragging rights. You know, we've had him we've had that account since the beginning. You know, it's like how'd you like to be the salesman that blew that, that
0: account? How'd you like to be the salesman oh, yeah. that couldn't bring that one home? They couldn't fucking land that Tim one. In yeah, yeah,
3: fucking
2: Tim in sales just lost his job. Let
3: me tell you. he has to, he has to walk in and say, "I lost the uh, Dodgers account," and they're like, "You, you what? You lost the Dodgers it. account?" Yeah, that guy is, is now. Your,
2: this is your first job. It was a guaranteed sale, and you lost it.
0: That guy is now an assistant manager at Hot Dog on a Stick. That's his. That's yep. what he that's won- right. That's what he, he went wishes down. To. He was an assistant uh, manager. at hot dog, hot
2: dog on a stick.
1: They it's, keep closing them down.
0: We a lot of those places aren't going to make it through the uh, pandemic. I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, like, you don't see people ordering not even off around of before the pandemic. Uber Eats. Well, then, then the hot ma- hot Well, stick. all the mall food. The, your 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 famous
3: mall uh, chains. They're closing too. So yeah, you,
1: they're not around. No.
3: There was one at uh, Puente Hills Mall uh, right up until, well, I guess like a year ago. I don't know about now, but there was a hot dog on a stick right next to the, uh, the theater, practically.
0: Yeah what's, your favorite, yeah, what's your favorite mall food? Uh, contact us at Soup Complex. Uh, Soup Complex. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you an Orange Julius person? Uh, do you like uh, <laughs> Pretzel. Do you like a Wetzel's pretzels? Do you like a Sabaros? <laughs> what do mm-hmm. you like? What do you? What's your favorite mall food? You, know are, the you f- a, are you a nondescript Chinese food kind of guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, a Genghis w- Khan. Genghis Khan. Ma- Mongolian barbecue. <laughs> what do you like? What's another one? What's another one? There's one I'm missing. What? Sbarro. Yeah. Sbarro. I said Sbarro, but then what's the one that has like the, um, uh, uh, like roast beef? Um, not Arby's, but they are you like, get like a subway Arby's. in there. They're like an Arby's. You know, the first time I ever saw a Chick Fil A, the first time I ever saw a Chick Fil A was at a mall. It was at the Cerritos Mall. Yeah. Was the first, and it was huh. years ago. I had a friend that loved Chick Fil A, and I was like, I have no idea what that is. She's like, it's a chicken sandwich, and it's fried. And I was like, I thought it was like a mall chain. And I had no idea that they were big all over the place. So, oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to mall food. You get your generic. <laughs> Get your generic (laughs) Chinese. You get your generic
1: Philly steak sandwich. Yeah, you get
0: a Philly cheese steak. What about (laughs) when you get a chain at the mall and they pull that BS where the prices are different? So, like, if it's like, remember when like you go to like a you go to like a Carl's Junior and oh, it's Carl's Junior, two Western bacon cheeseburgers for five bucks. You're like, yes, I'm gonna go to the mall. Give me two Western bacon cheeseburgers, and it's like fourteen dollars. It's like, yeah, we don't do that. Uh, We're not doing running that. You
3: know what's funny is the. The first time I saw that phenomenon was at LAX. I was catching a plane at LAX, oh and I, went, I, went, I thought, I'll just go to McDonald's real quick. And it was like $15 for a Big Mac. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're at the airport. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's like one Big Mac and a Coke, $15. I'm like, yeah, well, we got you over a bell, right? That's it. Yeah, well, <laughs> do
1: the same thing at movies. Movie theaters are the worst.
3: Oh, they That's are oh, you know, $9.50 $9. $9. for a popcorn. Yeah. They make like, all their money eat, off their concessions. Even
1: if you eat before you go in, you're still going to be hungry and you're going to want a snack, so you're screwing the way. Yeah,
3: right? it's, it's crazy. The, the, uh, the markup on the popcorn, you know, costs a nickel to make and they're asking you know asking nine fifty. It's I crazy. am I am a
0: concessions camel. I can go to a movie and not get anything and I'm fine. I'm fine. I, don't I wish need, I could do that. I'm fine with
3: it. I wish I could do that. If I smell that popcorn purse is with me you don't need to buy yeah it see girls can do that they can put all that stuff in their purse but uh, I, I don't to, know how else you smuggle it in
1: I used to go to Disneyland and like take in my yeah. in and out inside because you were allowed to I used to do that yeah. Yeah. see
2: I feel like this is the reason that cargo pants were invented is so that men can bring their concessions go. into the movie theater
0: well, uh, your
1: purse is always on you
0: yeah I love yeah, sneaking food. I've done that. Sneaking food is an art form. Uh, sneaking food into Disneyland is definitely a must because you're there twelve hours. Like you know what? Well that's an art. But they form, let you though. It's
1: not sneaking, now. Oh, it's.
0: It used oh, to be. It is. It used to be. Yeah. Has yeah, anyone like ever? Whatever. With
1: my, like holding on to all my In and Out stuff, and things say crap. Has
0: anyone <laughs> ever made use of the picnic area outside of the front gates at Disneyland?
3: Yes, you have, John. My great great my great-grandmother one time, this is back in, like, the 70s, we went to Disneyland. My great-grandmother, God bless her, made a whole basket of fried chicken, wow. and we sat at that picnic <laughs> table and ate fried chicken, uh, you know, like, we came out of the park, ate our chicken, and went back in the park. Unbelievable. What a wonder. But this is, this is like the 70s, you know. I don't know. I think we would have pulled that anywhere yeah. past that, and I'm sure that, you know, that I'm not sure that park bench was there very long, but we knew exactly where that was. <laughs> would you uh, Would you locker it? Did you just locker the chicken up? I don't know how we did it, but somehow she brought it in, and at some point we said, "Okay, let's go outside, sit on that bench, and have that chicken." And I think only my great grandmother would try would have tried that. She just said, "Sure, why not? I'll I'll make some the night before. I'll bring it, and we'll just that'll be our lunch." We were like little kids. Like I said, I don't know how long those park benches lasted. You know, it was like two of them. And they're, still the park. they're still there. They're still there. Oh, a, to this there's day. There's a little picnic area. Yeah, really? You
1: can still sit there. Wow. Yeah.
3: So picnic. I guess people must do it. Yeah. There
0: you go. All right. Yeah. Because uh, who wants to pay fourteen dollars for a corn dog and a bag of Lay's? And I know not even flavored Lay's. I remember I when the apples. I remember when that gosh darn corn dog on Main Street was four dollars. And now it's up to like... Yeah. Uh, it's, hey, those are good corn. They bucks, are. Though. They're huge. But now they're up to like 12 bucks or something. Crazy. It's insane. It's absolute insanity. How much are the churros? Uh, f- how much are the churros? Five, six bucks? Still buy them. Justine? Crazy. You don't buy Delicious. a churro? You don't like a churro when you go? Um,
1: it's
2: a ritual of mine. I need to get a churro every time I
1: go Lately I've been getting
0: corn. Super weird. Uh, send me a piece of that corn, eh?
1: I grew up, I grew up, and all of a sudden I saw getting corn at McDonald's. What the hell? Or sim, McDonald's
0: at Disneyland. Send a piece of that corn for later. Uh, John, <laughs> let me tell you what, let me tell you what John gets, and this is the, he's the only person I know that does it, and he has to do it. John gets popcorn.
3: John gets popcorn. Yeah, you saw that when we all went, when we all went, y'all gave me this weird look. I went straight down Main Street to the popcorn stand. You're like, what? Popcorn at Disneyland. I'm like, yeah. Well, the first thing they do is get popcorn at Disneyland. <laughs> it's so weird because every time I'd walk by that, I go, "Who
0: gets popcorn at Disneyland?" And then John's like, Me. "I." And John-, John comes back with four bags of popcorn. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> what? I yeah. like
2: popcorn.
0: What, what, you're a churro. Yeah. So Jake, you're a churro guy. Yeah. You go straight, or do you get you get like the weird flavored ones? No. You, why? Why would I want a weird flavored churro? Yeah. <laughs> I
2: have Just give me a goddamn churro. I don't need they your fancy strawberry, sprinkles. banana sprinkle shit. No, give me a churro.
3: Yeah, yeah. you're a purist. Yeah, Jake's a
0: purist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. a you I need like that fried dough. I do like an apple. Just seen mentioning the apples on Main Street. Uh, oh, ca- car- caramel when, apple. When you were a kid, did anyone buy the giant pickles? Like, did somebody ever do that when you were a kid? <laughs>
1: Those, those are
0: some good pickles.
1: They're pretty delicious.
0: Then you get like halfway through and you're like, oh, my God, I feel sick. This, you have this. to hold it still? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't want this. Because <laughs> it's hard to imagine somebody eating the entire thing. Yeah, you know? the, the size
3: of a banana. Like, They're literally the size a of con- a banana. Yeah. yeah, it's weird because that's like a it's that's, like, that's a condiment almost. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you can eat an entire pickle, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a hot day, there's nothing better than, <laughs> mm, nothing better than a
2: big fat juicy pickle <laughs> on a hot
0: summer a day.
1: Drink <laughs> 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 it with some milk. Oh,
3: <laughs> yeah, with a nice no. glass of milk.
2: No.
0: no,
3: and then go on Space Mountain.
2: Right
0: after that, go to Space Mountain. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you a They're question. gonna be some unhappy people in front of you if you do that. I just found out I'm weird because like, I like ice in my orange juice. Somebody told me I was weird for liking ice I like in my orange juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do too. That.
1: I get ice. I too. like yeah. it cold.
0: You know, John. The best is when you go to Arthur's and they give you that, uh, those, that real those little tiny chunks, those little bits of ice, those little round, yeah. kind of little. Uh, I don't know what to call
3: them. The they're, they're super crushed. crushed. They're like or... little. They're like little pellets, almost of ice. I wonder. I wonder two places. I was wondering the other day how they made it this last year is Arthur's. I wonder if they were able to make it because it's really so. like a sit-down place. I think so. And also uh, the place we used to go all the time, the La Habra Heights Cafe. I ble- Yeah, they're, I they're, they still they're still around. They're so still around. They made it to the last year, I guess.
2: Uh, how about Rainforest Cafe?
0: That I because, don't uh, know. They, they bulldozed it, didn't they? It, no, it's one a, in they um, The one in Ontario Mills? They tore milk? it out. Oh, Ontario Mills. I don't know that oh, one. Oh, I'm thinking uh, about... Down, no, Downtown Disney, it's now a Star Wars trading post. The Rainforest Cafe is now a Star Wars trading post. Just
2: oh, there was a Rainforest Cafe. There was a Rainforest area. Cafe. What's that? There was actually a Rainforest Cafe in Starland Disneyland at one point. At downtown
0: the Disney. First,
3: well, it was a downtown Disney, yeah.
0: Right across wow. from uh, ESPN Zone, and it was there. And uh, now it looks like uh, something on Yavin, so it's perfect. Mm. Is ESPN, ESPN Zone is- still there? Uh, I think it's empty, and Disney's going to turn it into something. And the theater, the AMC theater, they closed rip that. that out? They closed that. Mm-hmm. Rainforest Cafe. Mm. Get get over to Rainforest. But I'll tell you what I uh, what I do. Mi- I don't. You guys are the last ones I went to Disneyland with. We got to ride uh, Rise of the Resistance all together on on Sandy's birthday without on, her. By the way, on I'd Sandy's did like <laughs> 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 did she ever get to ride it? Nope. She still hasn't read really, because then COVID took over. Nope. Yep. COVID took over, and I was thinking I don't really miss going to Disneyland though. I don't Happy miss the crowds. Then. I don't miss the. I did miss going to the movies. I did miss going to baseball games. Disney. Well, I was kind of like, eh. I don't know. Uh, Justine, you're a big Disney guy. Are you? Are you to go back? Because I know the people trying to get tickets. It's insane.
1: Um, I miss it, but not with these eh. crowds. Not with yeah. what, what's going. What's happening now? I'm not down for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can miss, wait. I can I wait miss a little. Two bit. things.
1: But part of me is like, if I go now, it's with less people.
0: (laughs) That's the way I felt about Dodger Stadium. You know, there's only fifteen thousand
3: people. So it. How did that look? How did that look, Mario? Was it uh, how many people were sitting between? Oh, it was great. Oh, wait,
0: let me get to Jake real quick, and I'll tell you, Jake. What did you say? You missed two things at what at Disneyland? What now? I missed the movies, which we can technically go to now.
2: Okay, Um, so kind of and about uh, and board game night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well we're going to have more. Well, let me tell you once we get back in the studio, which by the way guys, we talked before the show, we're looking at a June 2nd return to the studio. Uh we still need to clear it with uh, Renee and everybody over at uh at uh, Undercity Comics, but we're looking to be back together face to face. You know, with precautions, if everybody wants to mask up while we're doing it, I don't mind. Hey. Um but uh you know, I feel How's like-
3: that going to sound through the microphone with the mask, do you think?
0: Are you going to wear a way to make are, that sound? Are you going to wear your mask, John? You going to mask
3: up? No, I'm just, wonder, I'm just wondering. If we did, what would that sound Let's like? That's all. Really do it. We'll probably sound it like Tom Hardy muffled. and
0: uh, Tom Tom mm-hmm. Hardy in, in Dark Knight Returns, probably like that. Well, how well, how do I
3: sound with the shirt over my mouth? So I'll do a Sexy. I'll do a Bulgarian accent, and then I'll do it through the mask. Yeah, and say when Gotham lies and ruins, then you have my permission to die, Batman.
0: hmm That's it. Yeah. Okay. Do you expect me to it talk about much different. No, it wouldn't sound bad. Uh well, I was going to say uh John you asked me how the game was. Uh 15,000 people are, my cousin has season tickets and what they did was they didn't let the season ticket holders get their usual seats because they needed to spread everybody out. So for the until June um they gave them seats in an alternate area. My cousin's seats were actually behind home plate. His original seats were behind uh, a little, a few rows behind the Dodgers dugout on the third base side, on the field level, he's actually up one level now behind home plate, uh, and in our section, which was the load section, there were no, there was nobody sitting directly in front of us, nobody to the right, nobody to the left, and nobody directly behind. So it was great, and there's nobody in the row, in the same row. Wow! So you so can actually get the whole place to yourself. <laughs> you get spread out. The, nice. the The closest people were two rows. In front of us, uh, we had people two rows back and then people, like, back and to the left and back into the right. Uh, and that was it. And it was a fully – it was a sellout. That game was a sellout. It was great.
3: Did feel, like, surreal? Was oh, it surreal to sit there, like you had the whole place to yourself?
0: <laughs> it was surreal. You know, my cousins and I were vaccinated already, so we were able to kind of take off our masks. And, like, we still – i we, we took them off for a little bit, but then, you know, when we, I t- would take it off to eat and then put it back on and stuff. We we were pretty, we were still very cautious, but walking through the concourses and stuff, um, there, there is security everywhere. And they are telling you, please leave your mask on. You know, people that are taking sips of beer, or whatever they're like, sir, I need you to have your mask on. So they're really, really paying attention. I felt safer there than I did going into like Costco or something because it's outside. It's outside. Mm. And, uh, they're they're on top of it. They're on top of the the, the protocols. So Good. The, anything, nice. any transactions you make, everything you have to pay with your card. There's no cash. You can't pass cash back and forth. So if you're going to go to a game, make sure that you have your your debit card or your credit card ready to go. Uh, and uh, the new st- the stadium looks great. The remodel looks fantastic. For the first time ever, you know, people out of state might not know this, but you could never circumvent Dodger Stadium. Um, you could get to the end. You could get to the the end of left field and right field, uh, outside. And then it would open up into Dider Stadium and to get into the pavilions, it was a separate entrance at the back of the stadium, but you could never walk all the way around the park. You would, you Mm -hmm. would, you would get to the end and then have to turn around and go back. And this for the first time ever, you can now circumvent the park. They built a little plaza outside of the pavilions behind, uh, the left and right field pavilions and it's filled with all kinds of great stuff. There's a huge Jackie Robinson statue. Oh there, yeah. There that. there are plaques commemorating, you know, people like Vince Scully and Jackie Robinson and you know Dodger greats of the past. There are all kinds of there's like a couple of playgrounds for the kids out there. Really really cool additions to the stadium. Yeah. And John, you'll love it stadium. because uh the new the, there's a huge new sign welcoming you to Dodger Stadium and then there's a sign behind right up against the pavilion that says blue heaven on earth and it's kind of got that fifties googie architecture look to it. Uh, with like, mm. the, with like some stars, you know, like so st- really, really great. Uh, you, it's nice. the, the remodel's beautiful. There's a couple of new outdoor, uh, well they kind of remodeled like the outdoor bars and stuff like that. So, um, there's areas to stand out in like the standing room now out in the <laughs> pavilion areas and they added seats to the front row of the pavilions where it used to be just stairs. There are seats there now called home run seats. You can get those. And uh, people do catch home runs there. A guy got his nachos spilled by Justin Turner a couple of weeks ago. And not only did he I'm get. i
1: pretty. I'm so convinced he's not a Dodger fan. Why? He wasn't wearing any blue. Any. Every time I watch it, I'm like, is no one going to call this out? And did you watch the video when they were giving him the free uh, sweater? Yes. It was weird. I'm like, just give him both. Or why are we even giving him a choice?
0: Well, yeah, well, give, a ge- <laughs> give his... Ge- the whole
1: situation was weird to me. I was like, I don't
0: understand. You think that Justin Turner like purposely hit it out there? They, they served him a softball so he could just blast it right into that guy's nachos? <laughs> Is that what you're no. telling me? That's like the greatest no, fix I in history. No,
1: I just don't think that guy was a Dodger
0: fan. Uh, hmm. His friend was. His friend was wearing all the Dodgers gear. Yeah. His friend was. Well, you know, I know people that don't wear gear when they go. Dodger gear is expensive. Dodgers, by the way, won today, eight they to can nothing. They just wear blue.
3: They snapped their little streak. They're, they've been in a little would, bit of a slump. Justine should have been the person interviewing him. You know something? I think you're a fraud. I don't think you're even a Dodger fan. It's <laughs> like,
1: like, oh, here's your Dodger gear because you weren't wearing any, so <laughs> here's some blue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Some of us can't dye our hair blue,
0: so we're always wearing blue. All yeah, you yeah. Had
1: to wear was something blue.
0: Well, we something but, borrowed and but I know blown. I know yeah. a lot of people that go to the games and don't necessarily wear dodger's gear i, I know people yeah. like, are blue, yeah, I blue. Know, I know people that do that they just do. I don't what okay. if you just came from work? Hey, you want to go to the Dodger game, yeah,
1: because that's how it is right now
0: <laughs> what you you know people are working hey, you want to go somebody last minute, I just got tickets. you want to go? It happens Justine. I know people that mm-hmm. I go with. I go with uh, relatives that we we go and we go to so many games that it, we don't always wear something. I usually do because mm. I mean you know, I'm a great fan, probably the best. But uh, you know, <laughs> but I like that you always think yeah. the worst. That's my favorite thing about you, Justine. You always think the worst of somebody. Like look at the scumbag, not even wearing. But I what I thought Not what, I, what I thought was sad was his girlfriend got blasted with the nachos with the nacho cheese too. He took the sweater and they didn't give her anything. They didn't give the girl anything. Yeah,
1: and he's the one that took it from her. I know she wasn't paying attention, but if she was ready to catch it, it would have been hers.
0: Well, that ah. ball. I don't know. We were we were in foul. We had a couple of balls foul, foul back towards us, and I was like, I don't think I could get this thing if it came right at me. I don't have the reaction speed anymore to like grab that ball. It probably just hit me in the chest, and I'd go down, just like uh, like right in the. <laughs> like a, yeah.
1: I would attempt it just so no other person could take that shit from me, like that guy stepping in. I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: That, happened. but I
1: saw her; she was sitting down, so I was like, she wasn't prepared but I would be pissed if some guy grabbed it in front of me, held it up and was jumping up and down.
0: I would be pissed. A couple of seasons ago, I was at my cousin. I would have my, them. My cousin, when my cousin had seats further down uh, the third base side, I went to a day game with an old coworker of mine. We were sitting there. Foul ball popped up. It's coming in the aisle. It, like a lazy fly ball. I'm like, oh, I can get this, dude. I've got it. Like, you know, I'll grab it and even if it bounces, I should be able to, you know, it's gonna bounce. I'll try to knock it towards my friend and we'll get the ball. The guy who's been sitting across the aisle from me the whole time at the last second steps in and sticks his hand in front of my face and it bounces off his hand because he tried to one hand it and it goes off and the people down in front of us get it. And I looked at him and I was like I was like, bro, What's up? And he's like, I didn't want to drop my popcorn. He literally said that, John. Stinking popcorn. Guy was eating popcorn. Then don't even stand up. Exactly. Then you don't deserve the fly ball. I was so pissed. That's a, in all the years I've gone to Dodger Stadium, years and years, that's the closest I've ever gotten to getting a foul ball, and that guy ruined it for me. Of course, he probably embarrassed. He saved me some embarrassment because I would have missed it. It would have bounced off my face, and then we would have just been, you know, so maybe... I'm making more of was it. Was he wearing blue? Was he wearing blue? He was wearing a Dodgers uh, uh, shirt. Yes, okay. he was, or uh, a hat. Right. I don't remember, but right. I remember right. distinctly him stepping in with one hand holding popcorn in the other hand. Popcorn! Who eats popcorn
3: at a ball game?
1: It was John. Put he it on John. the floor.
3: <sighs> Put it on the floor. Let me tell. Let me tell you something. I eat popcorn at a ball game. Oh. Okay. <laughs> What's the matter with it you? John. John eats popcorn at the DMV. Okay, he eats popcorn. Everywhere. John,
0: how hey. do you? How hey. do you how do you
3: feel about the song
0: Mother Popcorn?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's an odd number, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Aerosmith, that's a weird number. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's a James Brown song, though, I think. It is. It is. Yeah. Mm. Ah, oh, John,
0: I, I, you just reminded me. That's you like, had a review for yes. us today. Uh, mm. you, you just picked up the Who box
3: set, right? Yeah, there's, there's different versions. There's one that's like five discs and a hardback book and posters, and there's one that's like three discs. I picked up the two disc. So maybe at some point I'll get the great big kick-ass $150 box set. But they always do these things now. You've probably seen it where they have like different levels. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I couldn't quite shell out for the five disc. I got the two disc. It's pretty interesting. So and this is which album? It's the, it's the Who. Um, the name of the album is The Who Sell Out, which was, uh, came out in late 1967. And it's a unique album. It's odd. The big hit on that was I Can See for Miles. Okay. And this is, this is the album that who did before Tommy. So they were just ready to turn into like this other kind of band. <laughs> sure. You know, so th- this is a little more psychedelic. They're never considered really like a psychedelic band, but this one is kind of got like a pop art feel to it. It's got a famous cover because, uh, it's like their advertisements, uh, Pete Townsend has got like a giant oversized, uh, uh, deodorant roll on that he's putting under his arm. And, um, Keith Moon has got a giant prop uh, ac- uh, acne medicine that he's squeezing out on his face. And famously, Roger Daltrey is sitting in a bathtub filled with Heinz-baked beans. <laughs> uh. And he's holding a, gi- he's holding a giant uh, Heinz-baked beans can. So the idea was uh, all the songs uh, have jingles. It's almost like you're listening to um, a radio station. And so in between the songs, you're hearing all these like radio ads and jingles and, uh, you know, calling out the temperature and the time and all that stuff. And um, it's kind of a it's kind of a a time capsule. It kind of reflects its time uh, because there was a thing in the UK, unlike America, the UK only had the BBC, which meant like back in the 60s, you had like maybe one station playing pop music. And it was only a couple hours out of a whole day. And a lot of times it was live because they didn't want you to... The, the musicians' unions didn't want you to play a lot of records. So if you were like a teenager and you wanted to hear some rock and roll back around, say, 65, 66, there's like one station and maybe they're playing an hour or two a day of pop music. And then that's it. It's right back to classical or something. So the way they got around it was they had uh, actual pirate radio. These were real pirate radio stations. There's a couple ships that were off the coast. They were outside of the jurisdiction of the um, the people that would be like our uh, uh, what do you call it? FCC. Supervises. Yeah, within the British uh, the British equivalent of the FCC, Uh, being uh, having their transmitter and their DJs off of they're in a boat. Off of the shore, they were outside of the jurisdiction of the police and the FCC, so they could play whatever they wanted. And so if you were a teenage fan at the time, it was a godsend because 24 hours a day, somebody was playing rock and roll. And they were playing commercials the whole bit. It was like a regular radio station. But it really sounded more like an American radio station. If you listen to tapes of what American Top 40 radio sounded like in the 60s, it's really fast. You've got these DJs talking really fast and crazy commercials and, you know, ridiculous jingles. And it all sounds like it's on amphetamines. It all sounds like they're talking, you know, a million words a minute. And then they're cramming out all the latest uh, Top 40 hits. So... For England, that's the closest thing they had. These two ships, they called it Pirate Radio, uh, because they were out just off the radius of the coast, and they played whatever the hell they wanted. And I guess by 67 the, or 68, uh, they found a way to get them. They found some sort of uh, some sort of loophole, and they were able to shut them down. But for about three years there, uh, that's how you heard the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, the Kinks. And so, long story short, sorry that was kind of a long explanation, but the Who Sellout sounds like you are listening to like a half hour of that radio station. You're getting the jingles, you're getting the advertisements, and it's in between all the songs. Oh, okay. So, that's what kind of made it famous. And so, here it is, I guess it's the 45th anniversary of that album. And what they found was a lot of stuff in the vault, uh, which would have been... Uh, sort of like alternative mixes and maybe some demos and things they didn't use b-sides songs that were rejected so an album that was maybe 40 minutes is now like an hour long and in some cases two three hours long they've got everything they dug out everything out of the vaults if you're a who fan you're hearing some really amazing deep cuts and you're hearing some things that later on um turned into songs on tommy you'll hear some riff and you'll go, oh, that turned up later on Tommy. Because Tommy's the one that broke them worldwide. Did, um, and to this day, it's the number one thing you think of when you think of The Who. This is the album before that.
0: Are they doing the reissues with vinyl as well? Because I know some of the Kinks box sets were done with... Uh, they are. Okay. So some of the bigger And so sets. what I did
3: is... I, so I picked up the vinyl and the CD. I couldn't shell out for the big five-disc one. But I did pick up the vinyl... Because I never had a copy of this on vinyl because it went out of print and it was always very hard to find um, a good copy used. And it had a beautiful cover. So I thought, boy, if you ever wanted, you know, the album dimensions, you know, the 12 by 8 or the 12 by 10, sure. whatever it was, the, the artwork is beautiful on this. The, the, uh, the photography and the layout. And so I picked that up and then I also picked up the CD because that's what I, I play most of my music in the car these days. Is this your favorite so Who thought,
0: album, John? Would you rank this
3: as your top? It's up there. It's a great one. I guess my favorite would be like Who's Next or Quadrophenia, but this is a one-of-a-kind album. If you're into The Who, there's no other Who album that sounds like this, and I Can See For Miles is probably one of the all-time great uh, songs they ever did, period. Okay. And there's a whole story behind that, of so, course, yeah. and, and it's on there. It's on there.
0: All right. I'm going to check it out. So, so as, a, as a whole, like the packaging for the two-disc set, what, what do you Beautiful. rank this sucker? What do you rank this sucker, John?
3: Uh, beautiful. And the liner notes are great. I'll just say that as, as as the last word on it. Pete Townsend is one of the most articulate um, people as far as talking about what he's done. Sometimes you talk to these these rock guys. They don't know quite how to put into words how they did it. He's always been very um, articulate and very poetic about what they were going through at the time. So his liner notes are always very interesting because he talks about what the frame of mind was at the time he paints the picture the band was barely making it we didn't have quite enough music for the album we didn't think this was going to be any good and the way the circumstances broke down it ended up being like this timeless masterpiece but he's very humble he said this could have been just crap but the way it finally turned out with the uh, the mixing and the editing and the putting the package together it ended up being one of their best albums so i would say it's worth it to get the liner notes and most packages will have a couple posters attached like uh really cool psychedelic posters. Here's the, who at the film East stuff like that. So you get it. It's, it's a bit of a package. So I'd say you can't lose. What do you get the two disc? What or does that run? Four disc. You can't right now. What well, disc- the, the two, the two disc was like uh 29 bucks. Oh, not and bad. The, the, the vinyl was 39. And that comes with much more. You get, like, posters and stickers and stuff. And then the great big uh, five-CD box has vinyl, singles, posters, and a great big hardback book. I think that's about 160 bucks. Okay. But you get this great big 80-page hardback book. I still so if have you're a Who fanatic, that's the one you've got to have.
0: I, just, I still have to shell out for the, uh, the Village Green. I didn't get that one. I have the Arthur, and I got... Oh, I thought uh, you picked
3: it up. No, oh, I haven't You picked got up the Arthur. I picked up Arthur, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, no, wait. Do I? Have you know, it's funny... Oh, no, I have the mono box set with all of the, the first yeah. 10 Pi records.
3: I have that, but I don't have the... Uh- uh, and that's, that's beautiful. You know, it's funny because I think I'm a, uh, I'm a bigger Kinks fan. I love The Who, but when push comes to shove, I think I'm a, better, a bigger Kinks fan. So um, when, those, when those Kinks collections come out, I'm kind of like, yeah, at some point I, I yeah. have to pick up the one with all the bells and whistles.
0: Yeah, I mean you named the top 4 of the British uh, invasion band and I mean if I was giving the rankings I would go of course go uh, Kinks uh Who no Stones then Who then uh, of course in fourth place I would put uh Gary US I Bonds. thought you were
3: going to say for a laugh. I thought you were going to say for a laugh that you would have ranked them sixth behind the Zombies and the Spencer Davis Group <laughs> and Them well, and you know I was just going to say faces. and then
0: I was I yeah. said in fourth uh Gary US Bonds is what I said. That's uh right. and, Ben, ben Turpin. John, it's funny Mabel you said ben that because I just found out from our friend, the lily Pot, that the BBC television, I don't know if it's the same for radio, but in the UK, the BBC charges you, they charge a fee. So if you have an antenna, an aerial in yours, if you have a way to get TV, you have to pay a monthly uh, a tax uh, yearly to, uh, because you have the BBC. It was like a, that's how they fund the BBC. And if you don't pay it, you can actually get arrested. You can actually wow. be, you can
3: actually get fined. And then if you don't pay the fine, you can get arrested for uh, BBC. the BBC is it's an, it's an odd thing because they were always the only game in town. So you had to play by their rules on the plus side, as far as the BBC goes, as far as radio in the sixties and seventies on the plus side, because they were limited to how much recorded music, you know, uh, that they could play, that it had to be live every major rock band did live sets for the BBC. So now they've, they've now re-released all of it. Sure. Every major band. Bowie, Hendrix, the who, the kinks, they've uh, all the Beatles, it. the yeah. Stones, even what they just put out, the Zeppelin and, uh, the queen, every band did, uh, did sessions for the BBC because it was the only way to get your stuff on the radio. (laughs) They were only going to play maybe an hour or two of pop music a day. So now it's, it's, it's genius because now you've got all this live performances from all the best bands of the sixties and seventies, you know? Yeah. But for TV, John, you got to pay for it. So even to this day, Uh, the uh, the lily pot said even to this day, huh? Yep. 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 I don't know if it's the same for radio, but for TV, that's the way they do like it. Like, Skybox, I guess, is like cable. I guess they've got Skybox, but that must be like cable. Yeah. You must be paying for that. Like, yeah, I don't know. She
0: didn't know what cable – I was trying to explain cable TV because we were talking about stuff that's on different networks and stuff they can't get over there and shows. And I was like, no, HBO think- is like cable. So she's like, well, what does that mean? I was like, well, there's a cable. Yeah, that, I don't know what Skybox. There's a literal cable that comes into the house. It's hard to explain to somebody <laughs> who's – it literally
3: is. Uh, that- Skybox, I think they must have, like, streaming because I know Skybox is how they get The Simpsons. They could not get the Simpsons until, I think Skybox is probably owned by Rupert Murdoch and all those Ugh. knuckleheads. But Ugh. I think that's how they get their extra content, or at least that's how they got it. Like ten sky years. Skybox
0: sounds like it would be now. a satellite, wouldn't it? That would imply a satellite. Uh, maybe something a box in the sky and the laser, the laser is pointing into your house. The thank you, thank you, Jake. The laser, yeah. laser. But maybe speaking like of sky which, Net. speaking of which, Justine, we are doing. I checked ahead. We are doing Austin Powers.
1: Finally, the Austin yeah. Powers trilogy.
0: So we will hit that in the '90s. Beautiful. How do you feel about that?
1: We can talk about it all day. There's a lot of jokes to talk about in one episode. Do you love it? Yes.
3: Is that your favorite the best James Bond James movie? Bond. Is it? Yes. Do you see the? Don't you see the irony of this? <laughs> That her favorite is a James Bond knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> don't you see the irony, Felix? <laughs> do you All think? All
1: of mine were though. I like Lazenby. He did one. You guys didn't like it. I, I liked. Uh,
3: what do you mean
0: we didn't like it? That's my second favorite.
2: Dalton and you guys didn't
0: like. It. No, that is not true. Yeah, we we love Timothy Dalton. My second favorite in the- Bond movie is Her Majesty's <laughs> Secret
3: Service. Which I was is- expecting Justine to do a Walter Matthau and say, I see the irony. The irony is if you play one more James Bond movie, I'm going to kill you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are. Ju- Ju- Justine, look. Oh, so just a w- w- quick note. We're going to wrap it up here, but uh, just some, some quick notes. Uh, we will be taking a short uh, spring break and we will be back with the full crew on June 2nd. So look for that. We'll be back in person, uh, together we have some other stuff. I have some other stuff. I'm going to crank out in between. I have, uh, some material left over from the episode with my wife. I'm going to put out his bonus episode and a couple of interviews I want to throw out there, but, uh, we will be back at full strength on June 2nd. We are doing a little bit of a format change. We're going to go down to one movie a week for the movie club. Um, just cause I know sometimes it's hard to keep track of two movies. And I think now that we're getting into the 90s and we're getting into stuff that everybody's more familiar with, not just John and I, um, it'll be easier for us to have uh, deeper discussions about movies like Tremors, which will be our first pick when we come back. And boy, I just watched it again. Gosh, I love that movie. Uh, I really do like that movie. That is. Uh, did you guys watch it yet? Did you... Uh you guys all watch Tremors yet? No? Okay. You're going to wait. Till, Anybody? You were going to wait till Anybody? today. All right, good, good, good. Anybody? Well, now you have a whole Anybody. few weeks. You have three weeks or a month, I think. <laughs> you have a month to get it all. So we're going to be back in studio June 2nd face to face, hopefully if everything works out, we will be back at uh, and we will be able to hear John's uh, John and Justine and Jake all of their 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 Well, John and Justine especially cuz they record with the phone or on the laptop with no mic. Uh, You'll be able to hear their voice back. They'll be back in full voice, so that'll be nice. Because you hear Patrick and Jake and myself, and we sound very, very sexual. So that's nice.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If they could only see the face that Justine just made, whispering sweet nothings into your ear. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. ASMR. Uh, All right, guys. So for that's it. We're gonna wrap it up. What a great show! A little chit chat today. Just a little little just a little chit chat catch up show so uh we're we're glad to we're glad you guys are are following along with us uh please follow us on twitter at s o u p complex and uh you can go on to uh pod chaser find us there under soup complex superiority complex uh if you find us on apple iTunes uh please leave us a review you can do the same and uh tell your friends about us so we can get some listeners all right uh, we you know we like to we like tell everybody. a
1: friend to tell a friend tell
0: a friend to tell a friend if you listen and you like the show uh, tell one person next week yeah I'll give you guys a month to get us up to uh, uh, ten thousand followers on Twitter all right guys you have till June the second or Justine will uh, unleash her weather dominator machine so she will control the weather and it's all going to be based on her mood so you better uh, kick down with those listeners that's our threat. How's that? Justine, you got that? You still got that weather dominator in the garage somewhere? Yeah. Word, word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Word. What's the first thing you're going to unleash, Justine, if they, don't, if they don't meet the deadline? What's the first uh, the weather? Kraken. Oh, wow. The you crackin'. actually have a Kraken. Okay. I thought you did that earlier when you ate mac and cheese TMI. and you're lactose intolerant. Oh yeah, wow! <laughs> we almost we almost made it.
3: What? We almost. What are you made talking it. about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the <crackin'. laughs> ah, the Kraken!
0: Kraken! Kracklelakin! All All right, guys, uh, that's it. We say this transmission is now unity.